Hello, welcome to another edition of Talking Sports and Fitness with Zeke. I'm Zeke, sometimes known as Mike Zielinski. I'm honored today to have as my guest Jim Sutton. Welcome, Jim. Welcome. Jim is an amazing guy. He's 85 years young. He has set, oh, a whole ton of indoor and outdoor masters and American world records uh, in distance running, ranging from the mile, well, it's mostly middle distance. He has an amazing background. He's been doing this for years, still running, still going strong. Uh, he's trained with some uh, Olympic and world champions. You won three cross-country championships at uh, Exeter High School back mm -hmm. in the 70s. And so how do you keep going? Do you have rubber knees or what, you know? No, I just, uh, I don't, the motivation came like when I was about 48 years of age. I looked at myself and said, hey, you got to do something about this because I, I was a bit overweight, believe it or not. I can't believe that. So I, uh, I started uh, to do some running. And so even though uh, you were coaching cross country, you I, weren't running. I, I, yeah. yeah. So I, I, started to, I started to run and I ran maybe, a, I think I made it uh, a half mile the first night. And, each, and then I started to increase, increase the load as I went along. But, and I started to feel a lot better about myself. And I had a lot more energy than I ever had before. So I thought, well, you know, this, this is paying off. So that's how I got started in this running bit. I, always, I was always physically fit, but not, you know, right. to the extreme. What, what do you think, you know, because obviously a lot of people, you know, get tired of being a little heavy and they start working out. But you've taken it above and beyond to the nth degree. What has fueled your passion, your drive to, to keep doing this? For decades, I, I just know that the a healthy lifestyle is so critical for you know living. Every each and every day, when I get up, when I get up every day, I have a lot of energy, mm -hmm. and I burn it off. I start burning it off at uh, eight o'clock in the morning, and I go out running. I generally run at uh, Blue Marsh Lake on the trails, and uh, I'll go anywhere from four to six miles. Then I'll go and uh, into the gym, body zone, and I work out about two to three hours in the body zone. And every day? Every day. I do it seven days a week. And um, so I, I feel You're good. You're addicted. I'm addicted. I am. Well, how have you, you know, because you're not just someone jogging slowly. I mean, you're, you're a middle distance runner when you're competing, which means you're doing some speed work, you're training hard. How do you keep your, your knees, your, your, your ankles, and your feet? intact. Yeah. Well, I think a, a helpful hint for anyone who wants to go into running or, or do any, you know, uh, hard training, I think the most important thing is to run on a soft surface. So I've been always running on soft surfaces. You're uh, not running on the, on the street? Not on, on the, the streets yeah. or the you know, macadam or the cement. I'll be down at Nolly Forest or over out mm. at Blue Marsh or on Grings Mill. Trails, you know, always on trails, and I think that's what preserved my knees all these years. Wow. Now, you set your last uh, indoor world record when you were 75. You were doing some track work then, too, because obviously, yeah. yeah. Do you still do track? I do track work maybe two or three times a week. Were you at Wilson High School? Or? Uh, I generally do them out on, at... Body uh, zone? No, out at the, the lake. There's a sandy trail out there, and okay. I usually take, uh, run on the sandy trail, and the at an area where it has a slight decline. So that makes my, when I do the speed work, yeah, yeah. my legs go a little bit faster. 
And when you get I had read that. That's good to get your acceleration. So I, yeah. <laughs> and it's a motivating factor because you look at yeah. your time then and say, wow. <laughs> well, I guess another motivating factor with all this energy that you burn off and calories you burn up, you probably can eat anything. Well, I do watch my diet. Actually, uh, I shouldn't say I watch my diet. Your wife watches? <laughs> my wife watches my diet. Your wife is uh, pretty tough on you. Uh, you have a story to share with us because you were a, a, an avid biker for years and years and years, but I understand uh, that has recently ended. Do you want to recount a, a synopsized version of that story? I had a, I had a crash on a bicycle. How recently was this? This is about a year and a half ago, okay. and I... I hit two poles and a car, and uh, I uh, only had a broken arm, but I spent two lucky. days in, in the hospital. But my wife saw me right after the accident, maybe a, an hour or two be, uh, after the accident. But on the way to, we thought, to the hospital, my <laughs> wife said, you bring me home, you know, you bring him home, first of all. And then I'm sure he takes a shower before he goes to the hospital. Last thing you felt like <laughs> doing at that time with a broken right. arm. Uh, but, you know, I guess it reminds me, of, like my mother used to say, make sure that you have clean underpants on in case you're in an accident. Yeah. <laughs> so that's amazing. Uh, so what are, are you running more now that you're not I run, biking? Yes, I'm <laughs> running all the time. Uh, are you still competing in, for world records? Yes, I am. How many people are left in your category? What are you, there are 85 very and over? Or yeah, what? I'm 85 to 89 age group, and there are very few, and all my buddies from the past have disappeared completely from the scene. Yeah. Uh, so as a result, uh, there are very few people I can run against. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're setting world records by default now? You can. <laughs> There was, there was a lady years ago, I don't know if you remember, her name was Anna Bauscher. Oh, sure. Yeah, and she was a, a swimmer. Swimming. And she lived to a very, very long age, or, and uh, she was same thing. She was setting records, and sometimes there was no, nobody else in the race with her, because everybody else was gone. But uh, you have some interesting stories. You, you know, for some reason, there for a while, uh, there were a lot of world-class runners training in Berks County. I mm -hmm. think part of that was, uh, uh, there was a distance runner, Rod Dixon, who lived in Flying Hills. And I think he won the, uh, the New York Marathon one year, back when Americans won our marathons. And uh, John Walker, who was a very, uh, he was a very famous mile champion back when they did the mile. Now everything is, you know, mm -hmm. uh, 1,500 meters. But he was the world record holder, a big strapping guy. And Sebastian Coe, who was uh, another world champion, Olympic champion, middle distance runner, you were training with them. How was that experience? Well, I, I always caught them at the end of their, <laughs> generally at the end of their workouts. But Smart. Sebastian <laughs> Coe I met at the uh, Crown Plaza, which is now the Plaza, yeah. Crown, Crown Plaza. In Early morning, I told my boss at school that I had to... Uh, you were a teacher for many years. I was a teacher. I had to take him to the airport, but I didn't have to take him to the airport. <laughs> I had to take him out on a run. So we went down to uh, Grings Mill for approximately eight, eight miles. And during that run, all he wanted to talk about was that at that, that was the point when the, the, we had the uh, atomic energy scare out, up in... Uh, Harrisburg. Oh, TMI. TMI yeah. yeah. And as a result, uh, England was really excited about it. The English were very excited about this, and he was very excited about this. So most of the run dealt with me telling him about how I felt about the, you know, <laughs> if I worried about that yeah. sort of thing. But, uh, and 
near the end of the run, he said to me, boy, are we flying. And I'm saying to myself, no, we can't be flying. But I went into that run as a race. I thought this was this Co or Walker? This is Co. Co, okay. And uh, that summer, he won the Olympics in uh, Los Angeles in the 1500 meters. Wow. Instead of world's record. So, um, but I, he, I caught him right after he had a liver pr uh, problem with his liver. He had, uh, so he was just coming back to, from running, and this was about March. And then, of course, by the summertime, he was in great shape. Yeah. Tell us uh, the John Walker story. John Walker story. Well, John Walker was a pretty big guy. And it was a, snow, a snowy day. Uh, maybe we got about eight or nine inches. And I was sitting over at school, and I thought, well, I know he's in, he's, he's in town, and he's at Stanko's house, so Ron Stanko. So I said, I'll go call Ron and see if John wants to go for a run. He did want to go for a run, so we, we went out and uh, started this run, which is probably about six or seven miles, and we started up a hill, a very, very steep hill, and going up the hill, John was all over the place, and being I was used to running in the snow, I had no difficulty going up this hill, but John just couldn't handle it, <laughs> and, which was good, because John broke more broke the uh, four minute mile more than anyone else ever. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. he was he was quite a runner, and we got on top of the hill and we were going to. Uh, I said, well, we ought to take a, a right here because we we want to go down towards Reading and then come along the Schuylkill River and then back up through Flying Hills Golf Course, and. Uh, on the way, he said, I have to go, I, I, I must go in the fields. And I said, well, okay, you go in the fields and I will keep on, you know, I'll go slow down the road. But as soon as he stopped, he turned his back, he, he was looping across the field, I took off. And I ran as fast as I possibly can. And uh, by the time he, he caught me down about the rehabilitation hospital, which was about maybe three quarters of a mile. He had to catch up to me, and he did, no problem at all. But he was so mad when he got up to me. <laughs> we hit a downhill, and then we came up through the golf course, and uh, again, we hit some hills, but uh, John was very, very unhappy with me that day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, and you know, and I know you're, you still windsurf, you do mm -hmm. that down to yes. shore. Uh, you're an amazing guy. And, you know, I'm just looking at, at your resume here, and we only have a minute or two left. But you've done so many. Uh, you were a sprinter in the early days. I started out as a sprinter in. You in ran high a school. nine eight hundred yard dash mm -hmm. back in the day. Yes. And you did a twelve ten. On cinder track. Wow. And you did a twelve ten pole vault. I, I was a pole vault. And that, those poles were what steel? No, I had a, a bamboo pole. Oh, okay. Oh, they, uh, they predate. Billy Allen. He used to go to Central years ago. He went then went to Villanova. He he got me a pole over in Hoboken, New Jersey. He had a plant over there. A, they brought all the bamboo poles in, and yeah. and Villanova had bought all these poles, and there was one small one, so he brought it up and gave it to me, and wow. I used it right through high school and college. I didn't, and you went to school where? Central. No, college. Oh, I, Syracuse. Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. Amazing story. Well, keep run. You know, when you when you come when you're 170 <laughs> and you're still running, we'll have you back. <laughs> but anyway, Jim Sutton, an amazing guy. Congratulations and. Uh, Stay young. I don't have to tell you that, you know. I'll work on it. <laughs> All right. Hey, for now, this is Zeke saying goodbye again. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and subscribe to the People Chronicles channel on YouTube. 
These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.